My, my juices flow all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. You know as much as I know. Right now, we've been able to stuff to stuff. The curse is broken. NC State fans, finally. <laughs> finally. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. I mean, that's a triple play. The Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people. It's Joe Giglio, and I'm, I'm happy to be back on this NC State podcast. New name, new spot, same great thoughts, insight. I don't know. We'll, we'll tell. Uh, it's going to be a fun year. NC State basketball, NC State football, a lot of new names on the basketball side, a lot of familiar names on the football side, especially on defense. Uh, we're going to get to know all of those players as the year goes along. Obviously, we have the ACC kickoff coming up in July, about a month from now. So we'll really ramp up with some football. I actually have a conversation with Brendan Armstrong that we'll use in next week's episode of The Law of the Wolf. But for this week, I was able to sit down with Kevin Keats, NC State men's basketball coach. We went over to Oakwood Pizza Box in downtown Raleigh on Person Street. If you haven't been to Oakwood Pizza, don't know what you're waiting for, but you need to get down there if you like pizza. Anthony Guerra has the best pizza in Raleigh, and they even have a gluten-free option, which Kevin Keats was able to enjoy on our visit. So big shouts to Anthony. Also, Ethan Hyman, News and Observer, as a lot of you know, who follow Ovius and Gilio podcast. We have a partnership with the News and Observer. Ethan is an amazing photographer and, and a whole lot more for the NNO, and he was able to help me put this podcast episode together while we were on site at Oakwood Pizza. You'll also note in that intro, might sound familiar, that's some rights-free music, uh, but also those pictures, those are Ethan's pictures through the years. Again, uh, really happy to be working with Ethan again, one of my truly great friends. So without further ado, let's talk a little bit about hoops. NC State last year, on you know, they go from 11 and 21, the previous year to 23 and 11, obviously quite a turnaround. The two biggest stars on the team were Traquavion Smith, Jarkel Joyner, their outstanding guards. Smith led the team 17.9 points per game. Jarkel had 17 points per game. In my opinion, Jarkel was the best player on the team. He was the most valuable player on the team, 60-year point guard. And I thought Kevin learned a lot going into the portal and getting Joyner. Big assist from Levi Watkins, who had coached Joyner at Ole Miss. So, you know, remodeling his staff was a big move and helped Kevin go from 11 and 21 to 23 and 11. And also those players and getting the those types of players out of the portal, older players, experienced players, players. You're not guessing about the quality of those players. Uh, we're going to go through a lot of the new additions with Kevin Keats. Uh, one notable exception, because we recorded this before Michael O'Connell had officially committed or signed his paperwork, I should say the Stanford transfer. So I'll just give you the, the names now because once Kevin starts rolling through them, uh, we, we want to make sure we get them right, okay? So you got Jaden Taylor from Butler, obviously is uh, 12.9 points per game last year for Butler. Had a good game against NC State as well when they played down in the Bahamas. Taylor and DJ Horn from Arizona State, in my opinion. Uh, Horn, 12.5 points per game last year at Arizona State. I think you'll see Taylor and Horn play the roles of, of Traquavion and Jarkel as the two lead guards. MJ Rice is a fascinating sophomore from Kansas. He's from Durham. 
Um, did not get a whole lot of time last year as a McDonald's All-American five-star recruit. He, he's got that stretch four, three, four type body. Will guard the three and the four, has a little bit more guard skills. You'll be interested to hear what Kevin has to say about Rice. O'Connell is a grad student from transfer, is a grad transfer from, from Stanford English. I don't know why we're, we're, we're not working on the English language right now. I think O'Connell's a true point. I do think he'll run a lot of the offense, initiate the offense. But I, again, I think you'll see Taylor and Horn be the primary drivers. And two more big guys they got, which I'm intrigued by both. Modiara is from Mizzou, kind of fills in for E.B. Dewana, who had transferred out. Uh, Diara, limited time at Missouri, but was was fairly productive in those limited minutes. Missouri was an NCAA tournament team, so I think that was a nice pickup. And a fascinating one, Ben Middlebrooks, who had his best, from Clemson, had his best games this past season against NC State. So obviously Kevin was highly impressed with Ben Middlebrooks. So uh, plus the returning two stars would be DJ Burns and Casey Morcell. We all know about Burns, big man down low. It's going to be a challenge this offseason to get him into a little bit better shape. But I think that's the primary concern there. But I, I would expect him to do a, to initiate a lot of the offense out of the out of the post. And then Marcel was a guy last year who really improved his shooting and he became a, a valuable three and D as we like to say in the NBA type piece, 11.8 points per game and knocked down 41% of his threes. So getting more sell back, I, I thought that was a really big key for NC State. He took a really big jump last year. He, he had 7.2 points per game in the lost season the year before, jumps up to 11 and 8 last year, really meshed well with what Jarkel and Terquavion wanted to do. So what we'll do is we will – I'm going to give you Kevin's interview. We sat down at Oakwood Pizza Box. You can actually catch some of those shorts on our YouTube page. Just search for Ovius and Gilio on our on YouTube and you will find us. And uh, the, the, Kevin made a pizza and it was Ethan's idea. So I think we're going to call it Pizza with My Peeps. Check that out on our YouTube page. And, of course, Oakwood Pizza Box – the best pizza in Raleigh. Actually, it's the best pizza in North Carolina. I mean, if you want to come at me with some others, that's fine. But check them out, oakwoodpizzabox.com. They're open Wednesdays and Thursdays for dinner. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, open for lunch and dinner. Again, get yourself down to Person Street. It's right across the street from the Krispy Kreme. You can't miss it. Anthony really and truly is the best. And speaking of the best, this is year three now of an NC State podcast that I'm doing. And this is year three that Hayes Lancaster, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, has decided to invest in me and invest his hard-earned money on sponsoring this podcast. So I appreciate Hayes for everything that he's done through the years and everything he can do for you. Uh, a lot of these products that I'm going to talk about, and if you've heard us talk about them on Ovius and Gilio, you realize these are things that we use. These are things that we believe in. These are people that we believe in their business and their products. So Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, go check them out. It's bugsbite.com. That's bugsbite.com. Or old-fashioned 919-807-1951. Catch him on the Twitters at no mosquito NC. Hayes Lancaster, his group does an amazing job not only with ants and termites, but mice and moisture under the house. Believe it or not, I, I've had you name it, I've had it, and you name it. And Hayes' crew has been able to do the work. So now that I've gotten two of those sponsors out of the way. Let's go to the, the beginning of our conversation. This is Kevin Keats. We're at Oakwood Pizza. And I'm asked that we recorded 
right after they had gotten back from the ACC meetings down in Florida. And I was asking him specifically about how did it go in Florida and how did those ACC meetings go? Because you'll remember last year at the end of the basketball season, ACC commissioner Jim Phillips wanted to have an improved talking points and to work on the league's image. So this is what Keats says happened down in Florida. We'll start there. We met, we talked about a lot of important things. Um, I will share this, I don't share a lot, but one of the things is we, you know, one of our deals is how do we get more teams mm. from our league into the tournament? I don't think our league has been um, discussed enough. I think we need more preseason conversations about mm -hmm. our league. If you do, if you look at any of the, um, the real early top 25, we may have three teams in there. I don't know how people can predict with the transfer portal and all the new faces and people leaving for the NBA. But that being said, um, why why don't we have more teams in there? Um, but just because it's it's a complete guess, if you ask me, for whoever's doing it. So uh, Jim Phillips said, that would be a priority this offseason. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what you're allowed to tell me, what you're not. Uh, a lot of the coaches, though, I've talked to do want guidance when it comes to scheduling, want guidance when it comes to figuring out the net, what are some of these best practices. Um, are, are you able to share some of that with me? Is that something that was went over or on a granular level, or is that something you guys will do probably closer to when you finalize your schedule and stuff like that? Well, I think it's, I think the message came from us is depending on what type of team you have, yeah. how you schedule. Yes. And I think I've heard, up to your credit, I've heard you say that plenty of yeah. times. Now, that being said, it's so hard for you to guess. In, in our situation, I can only talk about us. We're returning two starters off a 23-team 23-win team and 12 and 8 in the conference, really good players. So now we've you know added some really key transfers. Right. And I know we'll talk about them, but how do they fit in? So it's also a guessing thing for us. Uh, look at us, for example, we went to the battle for Atlantis. Last year. The mm -hmm. best thing that we got was we had a great game against Kansas. Win or lose, the game didn't hurt you. Mm -hmm. But it was a great field there. But our next two opponents were Butler, who didn't have a great year, and then Davidson, who was slowed by a lot of injuries but came along strong at the end. Um, we played Vanderbilt on the neutral court. That was uh, big. That was big because they became better. That was big. They got better. Um, we, uh, a lot of coaches looked at me when we talked about non-conference, and I said, I scheduled Furman. Mm -hmm. They were like, wow, you did? Mm -hmm. And I, I said this. Um, you know, folks won't remember this. My first year, we scheduled uh, Greensboro at home, and everybody was like, "Man, it's the end of the world. We lost the yeah. game." It's a good team. It's a tournament team. Um, so didn't hurt you. It didn't hurt you. Yeah. So you know, name recognition a lot with fans is the toughest thing. Uh, as coaches, we've gotten away from name recognition, and we're looking for quad yeah. one and quad two opportunities because that's how you get in the tournament. You know. So you know, my where'd job, you learn that from? I didn't learn it from you. No, I didn't. I get no credit ever. You get. I just like gave, ever. I just gave you credit for about what? talking about um, 
Well, it depends on how good your team is. Who you okay. All right. I'm just. You want? I, can't I just give want like credit. I want like half credit. I can't give you every piece of credit. Okay. But um, you do get credit. Okay. I'll, I'll take that as a win. And um, while you while you asking your question, I'm gonna eat my Yeah. Go ahead. Enjoy your enjoy your food there. Um, we we are gonna get into the guys that you've added because mm -hmm. I feel like I need a tutorial. Uh, but first, I will give you a hard time. Did you wait until I was not covering you on a regular basis to play in Las Vegas? Did you specifically wait for that? No, I, I knew the folks that you worked for before wouldn't give you a budget to go out there. Okay. I'm hoping there's some sponsor. So now now you know, I can make a move. Like Anthony. Okay. We'll have to talk to him about we'll, making we'll a help trip. you get to Vegas. All right. That's, that's why fine. we did it. I, I'm slightly mad at you uh, about that. All right. So... Before we get into this year's team, uh, I thought it was interesting. At the end of the year, I remember in in Durham, uh, over at Duke, you lose that game. Uh, your team played really well in the second half of that game, and I thought, okay, this might be time to reflect. But it is hard. To, it was your final regular season game, and it is hard to reflect while you're in the moment. But I thought you kind of started a process there. You did it again at the ACC tournament and then again before the NCAA tournament. Um but what you had said was you were humbled by last year and the, the decisions that you had to make mm -hmm. after a really difficult season. And I'm curious, when you say that, when you say you were humbled by it, because you had to make some decisions maybe that you didn't want to or, or maybe you thought you didn't have to previous to that, what kind of led you to that realization that, okay, what I did didn't work and here's what I have to do. Here's my path. Like, how did you find that path to have the success to make those tough decisions? And then obviously to bring in the guys that you did with your staff, you know, I, you don't, you're not a guy who wants all the credit. I'm, I, that's me. I like the credit. But for you, I know the, the guys that you brought in, Joel, Levi, Kareem, really kind of really pushed you in the right direction too. Well, after every season, great season, Okay season, bad season. I, I take a little time, I get away. Mm -hmm. And I go and look back and I start off with, with how can I get better as a coach. Doesn't matter, I've been doing this for years. And then the other part of it is, um, after I get through that part of it, um, I get back and I try to figure out how can I have my team get back. This year, um, I had great conversations with with Boo. Mm -hmm. Me and Boo talked about a lot of things. Um, you know, the Chancellor and Boo were very supportive. Um, they understood that it was more to uh, our season not being great other than wins and losses. Um, you know, we had a lot of injuries. No one likes to hear that. I'm not right. going to use that as an excuse. I'm not even thinking about that. Um, but at the end of the day, what I came out with mm -hmm. is... They uh, hired you, though. Yes. And they've been with you every step. Right. Randy and Boo. Yes. Right? Well, Debbie hired you, but when Boo came in, that's when they have a full understanding of what you went through, where you say maybe it's not right. just injuries, not just whatever. Yeah. So when I when I think about that and having that understanding, that's a bit of a that's that's pretty rare in your business, right? Well, I, I think, you know, we've done it in two thousand nineteen mm -hmm. with football. Okay. And we looked around, um, you know, Dave, I spoke to Dave, mm -hmm. you know, how did you handle you know, you gotta remember um, for me at NC State, it was a tough year. We'd had three to start off 21 seasons. We yeah. had the COVID year. And so, obviously, everybody was losing their mind. 
I understood that there were different obstacles to the reason why we had the season. But the biggest thing I came out of it with Joe, Joe, is that I needed different energy. Mm -hmm. uh, wasn't a knock on our staff. I thought I really liked our staff that we had. Um, it wasn't a knock on our current players. I thought our current players were really good. Some of them had individual good years, yeah. but we didn't have it as a team. And then I said, you know what? I, I have to go and uh, redefine myself. I got to be humble. Um, I've got to bury my head. You didn't see me a lot during that summer. I just went right. to work. I right. just said, you know what? I'm going to go to work. I wanted to bring in different stuff, different things for our team, different philosophies. We went with a different way that uh, we scouted teams. Um, you know, Joel, Kareem, and Levi uh, came in with different ideas. It was the first time in my career that I hired two guys that didn't have a personal relationship with me, mm -hmm. that they had played for me or I've known for a long time. I know, I've known Joel and I've known Levi, and I went out on a limb and you know asked questions and had great conversation with them, and I felt like it was important to bring Levi back because he could always talk about his experience. And yeah, he played. He needed that. Yeah, we needed someone that could relate. Hey, yeah. Hey guys, this is what it's like. For state. Like. Yeah. For state. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you know Joel had been you know several places, but he'd also you know been at Kentucky, which is known to produce a lot of pros and. A lot of kids want to hear that conversation. Yeah. And then Kareem was on a national championship, you know, roster with me, the team at Goldville. Yeah. And, you know, we worked together for only one year, but I love what he brought to the table. So we ended up getting those guys. But also, also did something in recruiting that I've never done before. I went out and recruited three guys who could play the center spot. Uh, most teams just want, you know, one guy, you know. So I wanted to have three guys on the roster. And so, I said I recruited three, I recruited two. I brought right. DJ Burns in, Deshaun Morris, and, and, and had EB back. Yeah. Uh, and the reason being, because honestly, I thought that was a big part of our season when, you know, we lost many yeah. I thought it was big. Yeah. All right, that's the first part of our interview with Kevin Keats. Bear in mind, I'm trying to figure this stuff out technologically-wise. This is normally a Joe Ovius production i rely on joe but it doesn't mean i can't do things on my own notably we've been able to sell some ads in this venture of ours so let's highlight you know hey maybe you are one of these new families you want to come see your son play nc state basketball well my hometown realty myhtr.com hometown realty Barry Woodard's got more than 250 agents. When I tell you that my HTR is not fooling around, they are not. They can help you. Residential, commercial, rental, you name it. Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Selma, Atlantic Beach, Hometown Realty has the agents who will help you get the best possible home buying and selling experience. Again, check them out at myhtr.com. And of course, buying a house might need someone to help you close on that house that's where josh whitaker and joe hamer come in check them out at the most appropriate name that we have here on this program and that is wh.lawyer yeah that's their website wh.lawyer check out josh and joe they have more than 20 years experience they have offices in raleigh garner clayton fuquay moorhead city goldsboro and gastonia starting a business selling a business 
anything with family law, real estate closings, or if you're buying a house, check out Josh and Joe. Again, that is wh.lawyer. Now, we're going to continue with Kevin Keats and our conversation from the Oakwood Pizza Box. And we're going to talk now about the players that he was able to add in the portal and a little bit about last year. And because I, I was struck last year with how reflective that Kevin was. And, and it did hit me when he said that he was humbled by the process from last year. So we'll, we'll get a little more in-depth in that. In that, And we'll also talk about the players that he's added in the portal. So we'll do that as soon as my fingers figure out how to make this. Before last year, and you said, I said, do you feel like you're coaching for your job? And I'm interested in your mindset because you said, I'm not coaching for my job. And I'm sitting here thinking, the shit you ain't. Like, you're always coaching for your job. But maybe that's the mindset that you have. It's not about one year. It's about you're always thinking, well, how do I do this in the best way possible? A little bit of a process versus a results mindset. But when you said that to me, it, it stuck with me. And it was I think it was October. And yeah. like, you're not coaching for your What are you talking about? Like, And, and I, I still <laughs> feel that way. Right. Because uh, that's like your baseline. When you hire me in this position... I'm gonna give you everything. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna work sun up to sundown. I'm gonna put everything into it. Um, I don't worry about me personally. My goal in this job is that when these kids leave me, they're gonna be better fathers. They're gonna be better husbands. Um, you know, I'm a character builder. I feel like that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to make it not so much about me and about what can we do to make NC State basketball, you know, relevant again and be really good. And it really, truly, um, um, Joe, will never be about me coaching for a job. It's about me improving these guys, and hopefully I do enough where uh, people see that we've done what we've done and want me to be around. All right, so I feel like – I'm going to get enough. Yeah, so I feel like the success that you had last season, a lot of it is contingent, and I'm not trying to give it to one person, right? Yeah. But a lot of it was contingent on Jarkel Joyner in the sense that he was a guy who not only made plays for you, I felt like he made Terquavion Smith better, right? And that's really hard to do, especially when you're Terquavion, you go to the combine, he could have been a first-round pick last year. You think this kid's coming back, he's probably going to take every shot in the history of the world and and is looking out for him, right? And then you bring in a guy, ball dominant in Jarkel, but he, he somehow unlocked the best of your I mean, That's I, I say that to you. Obviously, you have to give them the confidence to, to play that way. But I also say that to you, like, that's pretty rare, right? For what Jarkel's kind of leadership gift is at that age and, and also bringing him in and, and to be able to have that kind of connection with, with Jaquavion in the way that he did. The MVP of our team was chemistry. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. That was it. And now, Jarkel Joyner may be the, you know, the best kid that I've ever coached as a good player to be as humble as he is. He's such a nice young man. Like, I thought we hit the lottery with him coming yeah. in. Um, but I'm going to spend time talking about Taquavion Smith because he could have, you know, he was going to get drafted 25 to 35. Yeah. Nobody knew he was going to be a first-rounder. He may not have been. Um, but he loves his university. Um, he loved our style. He loved playing for us. So, number one, him coming back was our biggest win, um, you know, starting off in the offseason. Getting a guy like Jarkel Joyner and then 
at the end of the day, DJ Burns became a great pickup too. But what made our success is those guys actually liked each other. But um, if you say, you said, Coach, what's the the biggest thing for your season? I would say um, those guys allowed me to coach them. Sure. And I, I really got after them. You know me. Yeah. Um, right here, I'm, I'm mellow, but during the games, I'm intense because I want to get the most. I never ask a guy to be, I don't want John Kill Joyner to be um, any other person but himself get the most out of it. But our culture and our chemistry that was created this year was our MVP. Well, you know this. You've covered me for now six years, and we give our guards a lot of freedom. Yeah. We have the ability to sell that. And so we don't have a hard time really getting good players at the guard position because of the fact that, hey, you know, when you look at those guys, and I didn't realize this to the end of the year, Jarquez Joyner took 13 shots a game, Jaquavion Smith took 16. They both were around 17 points a game. If you fast forward a little bit and you talk about Markel Johnson, the way he yeah. played, and then Seaborn, who we turn into a point, I think it was an easy sell for him. Okay. He wanted to come to a place where he could play with um, freedom and be able to play loose, a heavy ball screen situation, yeah. and that's kind of how it worked out for him. Um, does this slightly bother related? Yeah. Does this slightly bother you when people are like, "Well, you know, Kevin's not a great X and O coach. They don't run a lot of stuff." I'm watching the NBA and I'm going, do you, do you guys watch basketball? Like the stuff that you do is the same stuff I see in the NBA, which is the same stuff you would tell a player, right? Like this isn't, I get it. I'm too online for you and I understand it. You have an amazing gift to it, to tune out all social media, but like, does it, do you, do you just want to tell people, like, please watch the NBA. It doesn't bother me at all <laughs> because when we win, it's a great offense. Sure. Now, if you want, if you would, if those folks who would say that will really do their homework, and we, we're typically one, two, or three in scoring in the conference every right. year. We play fast. Um, all I heard before I got here was, you know, who are Herb Sendex, an unbelievable coach. He wasn't fast enough. Right. And so it doesn't bother me. Um, I think that comes with the territory. You know, like if you're, if I am concerned with some guy who I never have ever met is saying, right, right. then I'm then in, you're in trouble. business. You're in trouble. Uh, the way okay. I, let me give you. You leave me the worrying to me no, then? No, I leave the worrying <laughs> to you. Let me say this to you. If I don't call you for advice about basketball, I really don't care what you say. Right. Right. It's fair. Is that fair? Yeah. I, I hate comparisons, uh, but Taylor. No, you, you love comparisons. No, I don't. Yes, I don't like don't. them. No, I do not. I, I Telep was the master at those. I let him handle all of those things. But Taylor is is a scoring two. He's a scoring two who okay. can play one. You know, when you look at the roster, I know we're going to go down. Yeah. We have a bunch of guys who can play multiple positions. Okay. DJ Horn, Arizona State kid. Another kid, 12.5 points per game. A little bit undersized. I don't think he's a true one. Two one. Okay. Uh, can He can guard the one? He can guard the one. Okay. He can guard multiple positions. Um you know, what he did at Arizona State is really good last year, you know, and, and you know, making the tournament, uh, played well in the tournament, and also, you know, averaging almost 13 points a game. So he's going to be good. He's a local kid. You know, it's important yeah. that, you know, we get our local kid. I love what he's done. He went to Illinois State, um, transferred to um, Arizona State, and then obviously as a graduate, he's here. And so when you look at all of those guys, I wanted some experience. I wanted some older guys, and I didn't want. I want a mixture of roster, 
you know, we got a couple freshmen. Mm-hmm. You got MJ Rice, who we'll talk about as a sophomore. You got Jaden Taylor as a junior. You got a couple mm-hmm. different graduate guys. All right, so we're, we're getting closer to figuring out what this team is going to look like and some of those best players. I really do think that, you know, Taylor and Horn will be those two, top two guards this year. There are other players on the roster, of course. Casey Morcel coming back. be interesting to see if he can continue his improvement. And then DJ Burns. Uh, we're not going to get a lot into DJ in this conversation with Kevin, but I do look at DJ as someone who I just don't know if even Kevin thought that DJ could be as good as he was last year. And certainly in ACC play, he I thought he was even better. Uh, the game slows down, obviously, a little bit in conference play. You got you have to be able to score in the half court, and DJ was able to do that for Kevin Keats last year. You figure he'll be able to do it again. It's just a matter of how those parts come together. And again, interesting to hear Kevin talk about chemistry. I did think chemistry was a huge part of that group last year. And again, you're talking about Traquavion Smith and in a starring role, but almost understanding that the team was better when everything went through Joiner. Figuring out all those assignments, figuring out all those roles, that's difficult, but that's the most important part of the early season. If you've ever been to PNC, of course, you've noticed right across the street there, 1200 Edwards Mill Road is the breeze through. They have all of your tailgate needs. However, Breeze Through has 17 locations throughout North Carolina. So you're never too far away from a Breeze Through, fueling your next commute, road trip, tailgate, or adventure. Hey, man, they're, they're on Pool Road this summer in Raleigh. So if you're trying to go over to Walnut Creek for shows, go get yourself a, a, a beverage, go get yourself some snacks, get yourself some ice for the tailgate, get yourself some cold beers. They're in Cary, Apex, downtown Smithfield, and Garner. Heck, they're even in Pittsburgh, Hillsboro. So if you're going to the mountains, you can go see them in Lenore and Blowing Rock. The Breeze Through crew has you covered no matter where your summer plans take you. Big shouts to Adam at Breeze Through. Uh, really appreciate his sponsorship. Next week, we're going to talk to Brendan Armstrong, NC State's new quarterback. And actually, we've been talking a little bit about DJ Horn, too, and one of NC State's new guards. Believe it or not, they actually have cards out already. Yeah, the Bowman University Inception set has autographed cards from Brendan Armstrong and DJ Horn. Uh, go down to Oak City Sports Cards. Weston is the hookup. Weston has got all kinds of cards. Basketball, football, baseball, Pokemon, you name it, Weston has it. And great deals. It, it's important, too. If, you, if you're trying to get any value from your cards, you have to get them graded. And Weston can help you get your cards graded and get the best value for those cards. And all he's going to give you a fair deal. So check out oakcitycards.com. All right, it's kind of crazy that they already have cards, right, for kids and cut kids, players in college. I, I know they're a little bit older. Uh, they're going into the fifth and sixth years for some of those guys. But still, it is kind of wild. Went down and opened up one of the Bowman uh, Inception sets because uh, packs because I wanted to find the Victor Wembenyama. And then when I was doing a little bit of research and looking at the different players available, I saw that Brennan and uh, – DJ were both in that set. So pretty cool. Um, go check them out at oakcitycards.com. All right, so let's get into some more of the new additions to NC State's basketball roster with Kevin Keats. Again, join me at Oakwood Pizza Box. Check out Oak Anthony at oakwoodpizzabox.com. Friday, if you're if you're in Raleigh and, and it's Friday afternoon, there's a 
95% chance you'll see me at the Oakwood Pizza Box. Shout out to Ken, uh, one of our great listeners and friends that we've made along the way. So let's get back to that conversation with Kevin Keats. This is the last part. Again, appreciate everyone for, for checking us out. If you haven't yet, please follow on our podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it. Subscribe, follow, download, rate us, five stars only, please. And then also check us out on YouTube. It's OVS Plus Julio on YouTube. You'll see all of our normal podcasts there, the big show, if you will. We also have 919 Vice, which is Joe's beer podcast, which will also get into some other categories this year. So a lot of good things happening on that YouTube page. Check us out there. Let's see if I can make a smoother transition to this. You brought in, I look at the guys you're bringing back, right? DJ Burns, we know what he can do in the post. I'm sure he's not allowed to have any pizza this offseason. I'm sure that's high on your list of priorities. Casey really blossomed last year. Marcel, as a shooter, uh, was a real kind of 3 and D kind of guy, which kudos to you. um, Got him to understand his role and, and how he can help you win basketball games. I look at at Jaden and DJ and I burnt horn and I go, okay, they'll be the, the two lead guards. That's what I see. Now, the wild card to me is Rice, right? Uh, McDonald's All-American, five-star kid from Durham, goes to Kansas, probably has sugar plums and, and yellow brick roads in his eyes after they win the national title. It doesn't work out. So that's the biggest challenge for you, right, is how to get that a super talented player like that. How do you get their confidence how do you find? How do you get them to realize? Okay, it didn't work at Kansas, but that doesn't mean you can't be who you are with us. Uh, MJ Rice, I think, is the and I told him and I told his dad this. I think he's the most disrespected guy on our roster. Okay, I mean, the guy's a McDonald's All American. If you pull up any transfer portal top one hundred, you yeah. may find him in one of them. Right now, I could say the same thing about Jacquel Jordan. Jocker Joyner ended up being a McDonald's All American type of transfer for us. Top twenty. Yeah. But if there were ten guys better than Jarkel who transferred right. us, that's a lot. It's it's hard to judge those five. guys. But yeah. when you look at MJ Rice, he's physical. Yeah. He's strong. Um, I, I really think the guy can play one through four in every situation. He can handle the ball. He can um as I was gonna say, there's a little TD in there. There's a little CJ Bryce in there. I think a little bit more, maybe more uh, athletic than those two. More, a little bit more athletic. TD was athletic, and TD didn't handle it as well. Mm-hmm. I think he can handle it a little bit more. I think he's a mixture between those guys. Um, but he's a he's a strong, physical kid, unbelievable kid. Works hard, and he's hungry. You know, you know, he and I are gonna talk about this. I'm sure he's like every other kid. He had the idea he was gonna go to Kansas. Yeah. He's gonna have a great year. He'd be one and done. Sometimes you had to reset. That doesn't mean that your career is over. Yeah. And I think he's got a wonderful opportunity with the guys that you put around him. You, you just added a kid from Stanford. Were you just jealous that Carolina and Duke had transfers from Stanford? Like, <laughs> he's, he's a point, though. Michael O'Connell is a point, right? He's a I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm going to refrain from Michael right now. And, and <laughs> oh, okay. Uh-oh, we're not official yet? Yes. Okay, that's fair. Um, Mo Diara from Missouri, Mizzou, gives you... Uh, like, you know, EB goes into the portal, you lose a guy. You've always told me when a guy goes in the portal, that just means I have to go find another. Uh, Diara feels like a, a big who's got some experience to him. He didn't play a lot of minutes at Mizzou, uh, but they're an up-and-down team, kind of play the same way you do. Uh, you see him as a guy who could play either with DJ or spell DJ. I think, I think Mo 
and also Ben mm -hmm. uh, Middlebrooks from Club. Gives, gives yeah. us the ability to play a little bit bigger when we need to. Okay. Um, I don't. I wouldn't assume that both of those guys will play mostly five. I think you could. You will see lineups where you'll see Ben and Mo and DJ in there together. Okay. Yeah. All three. Not all three. <laughs> Don't get crazy. Because I mean, if I did that, DJ would think he's a three. Like, so yeah. That's right. Five or three. He could stroke, though, a little bit. Yeah, but not at the three. Not the three. But I, I love Mo. I love uh, both him and Ben because they bring versatility to us. Um, you know, we were fortunate enough that um, summer school started yesterday. We started our first two workouts. We had one yesterday evening, and then we had one this morning. And um, Mo's just getting here, so he'll have his first workout. But you know, Ben's got a little bit more skills than people would yeah. know. Yeah. Well, he showed him against you. He well, when no, someone lights you up like that, you just put a little note. No, no, <laughs> box goes rebound against us. <laughs> like, dude, you can't. What are you doing? All right, so I'll, I'll leave you on this. Um, uh, obviously, there's so much turnover in the ACC. There's much turnover in college basketball. Uh, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of different people about, you know, NIL this, the transfer portal that, um, and a lot of people, quite frankly, who, who, who have been in the game a long time, who say, you know what, it's not for me anymore. So how do you approach all of it, and how do you kind of mentally reset your own attitude towards what college basketball is now? Because I feel like there's way too many people clutching their pearls about what college basketball used to be and and sitting there and lamenting and crying over spilled milk instead of kind of embracing what it really is now and the opportunity that's in front of you. Coaches are creatures of habit. And when you break that and you break a routine, coaches hate that. Um, I think it's time for us to adjust. And if you can't, uh, that doesn't mean you're not a good coach. You're just not willing to adjust to the way it is today. And I think you have to... Um, you have to be able to make changes. And in this situation, I may have a little bit more patience than other people. Some people drive them crazy that they got to bring in a different roster. I'm, I'm comfortable in that area. Yeah. Um, some folks, um, you know, are upset that kids are able to make money off their name, image, and likeness. I'm not one of those <laughs> coaches. I, um, I understand. I get it. Yeah. It's where we are right now. And so we have to deal with where we are right now. You have to coach them the way you are. That doesn't mean that you don't coach them, that you don't love them, and you don't hope that they do well. We're going to lose a lot of players in this program. But you can't tell me that you weren't happy with Jaquel Joyner, what happened with uh, DJ Burns. You know, when, when we had a few guys leave last year, boy, you thought the ceiling was falling. Sure. It was over. Sure. And at the end of the day, now everybody's pumped up. Like, you know, just wait and see. Uh, they're going to be great opportunities. We have a good program. I'm going to bring in the right kids. So when you see a kid leave this program, it's not because they are mad at me. It's just they may see another opportunity somewhere else. But that opens the door for us to bring in another kid to be able to come in and do some of the same things. Do you think playing time is still the number one reason people transfer? I think I think NIL is becoming really close to okay. playing time. I really do. I think I think playing time drives it. But after you figure if you can play there, I think I think the most important thing to a lot of these kids and families right now is NIL. All right. Well, good luck. Year seven. Year seven. Right. Year seven. Um, and I'm sitting in here, um, hanging with Anthony. Uh, great place. And I'm having uh, on your new show. Yeah. 
new and improved show. It, well, is it improved? It is. Okay. Because you because you can now you can you can curse you can <laughs> say things that you normally wouldn't say. I know your dad's sitting over there. You better not say the wrong word right now. But you hey, listen. I'll ask you this. Yeah. When your show, you and Joe show got canceled. Yeah, we got fired. Whatever you call it. I, I, I beat you to that one. I beat whatever, you to that, to that landmark. Whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever you did, you came up fighting. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't take you long to decide what you needed to do. Yeah. It's the same way coaches do. Yeah. Like, we're humans. We're going to fight. We're going to have ups and downs. But at the end of the day, man, you're standing and you're working your butt off and you got a new opportunity. And that's what it's about. Like, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on in our world right now. And, you know, somebody has to be a positive influence. I think you are. People enjoy it. And for the people who know me, if you really know me, man, I care so much about these kids and this university. And I'm going to pee here and I'm going to fight and I'm going to work and I'm going to put out a great, uh, put some great young men on the floor that you'll be proud of. I love it. Yeah. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate it. And, and he didn't touch his pizza yet. I'm crushing <laughs> He's going to take a picture. He's no, got to get uh, it so he can edit it the right way. He's making his pizza. He made his pizza, but he's eating my pizza. <laughs> it's well, good. And before we go, Anthony, come on over. <laughs> All right. I got to. Come on. Come on you in here. You need to hold get, a, get a picture of the man behind this whole deal. Yes. Okay. The real. Yeah. The, 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 real the guy who's made this happen, and he's done a great job. And. Um, we're going to get a good partnership. All right. Thanks again to Kevin Keats and Anthony Guerra over at Oak City. Oakwood Pizza Box. I got Oak City. I got Oakwood. You name it. We got it. And of course, all of our guests on all of our YouTube shows, all of our podcasts are brought to you on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Big shouts to John Heaster. You can check them out at heasterauto.com. They have four convenient locations in the triangle. Get off your keister. Get down to Heaster. Again, appreciate you guys checking us out this week. Again, we'll be out each week. We'll have a new Law of the Wolf podcast. Might have a different summer schedule. I know for sure we do have Brennan Armstrong ready to go next week. Uh, I got some texts from an old friend this week as well. Uh, hint, hint, plays for a team that rhymes with the Ruffalo Rills. Uh, hoping to line that up for you. But I hope you guys enjoyed. And again, make sure you follow, download, subscribe, five stars only. And if you're not a YouTube subscriber, please do. Uh, we'll have some great giveaways coming up too that include some of the great photos that you see, including the ode to NC State pain uh, that Ethan Iman took. That was the 2017 uh, season opener, the loss down in Charlotte to South Carolina. So give us a follow, give us a download, give us those five stars, and I promise you we'll keep you entertained. And check us out next week when we talk with new NC State quarterback, Brennan Armstrong. Right, my juices flow all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. You know as much as I know. Right now we've been able to stuff the stuff. The curse is broken. NC State fans, finally. <laughs> finally. Hey! Happy Thanksgiving. I mean, that's a triple play. Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people.